Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's done it again. Marcus Rashford on his Premier League debut. Aguero. Harry Kane does it again for Tottenham Hotspur. Leicester City. Leicester City are the champions of England. Hey everybody and welcome to a brand spanking new episode of FanRag Sports Premier League Podcast with me, Sebastian Noren, Pauli Costell and Elliot Niblock. Uh, it's uh, Fast and Furious now in the Premier League. We got some midweek matches coming up and we, at the time of this recording, we're not even done with the weekend's games. But we will by the time we get to a certain team. So that tells <laughs> you a lot about how congested the schedule is right now. For good and for bad. I mean, it's nice having a lot of games to watch, but could also play a factor as some teams could be a little bit fatigued here, especially if you keep playing the same 11 players game in, game out. Uh, a couple of games that we're going to highlight here for the midweek matches. We'll kick things off with Bournemouth against Leicester. And Leicester took a impressive win, really, 4-2 at home against Manchester City on Saturday. And Elliot, did we see the luster of old in this one? I mean, we certainly saw the Jamie Vardy of old uh, yeah, running around every Vardy. which way and scoring goals. <laughs> yeah, so he only had two goals coming into this one in the league, and then he netted a hat trick in this one. And I felt like Pep Guardiola, I mean, you would feel like he had a scouting report on Leicester ahead of the game. Yeah, like, duh. Oh, I mean, he would be they are, cool you're assuming that Pep Guardiola is a good manager. Yeah, they, you know, we, we saw last season that Leicester, they love to play on the counterattack, and they can be deadly going forward when they, they're allowed to do that. And, I mean, it was 2 nothing Leicester within five minutes. And yeah. only one of those had to do with that camera with the counter yes yeah yeah no andy king's rebound was fantastically taken Mm -hmm. and that wasn't on the counter but i mean but that first goal that they scored was just like you know it was archetypal 2015-16 leicester city goal you know and really the vardy's second as well was just like long ball from drink water i think to mares mares takes it down perfectly one touch lays it off for Vardy, who runs onto it and goes around the keeper. I mean, it's we saw it all the time last year. We just haven't been seeing it this year. So with Leicester already advancing in the Champions League, we all said earlier that, you know, when we were previewing the weekend's game, that they mailed it in midweek against Porto. They did. They lost 5 nothing, And some of these players got a, you know, well-earned rest. And Paul, they with... You know, the Champions League on a break here now until mid-February or late February, depending on when you play your round of 16 game. Um, do you feel like they're going to put more... Are they going to be better in the league? Are they going to put more focus into the league and start actually getting some points? They're definitely going to put more focus on the league. Uh, they're going to be better. It's hard to say how much better because, again, a couple of things happened here that were really important. One is Pep Guardiola did no scouting in this and played this game 
exactly the way that Leicester City would have asked him to play it. Mm -hmm. You know, send everybody forward, play a high line, give Jamie Vardy tons of space to run in behind them, which is no coincidence why he all of a sudden had his best game of the year. Number two is, at the beginning of the season, the Premier League decided to focus on all the uh, itty-bitty fouls that go on in the, on set pieces in the box with defenders and the shirt pulling and all that. And they really cracked down on it. And in yesterday's game, they just decided to hell with that. And they didn't call anything, which allowed at one point Robert Huth rugby tackled somebody in the box at one point, and the referee <laughs> did, did not even blink. Yeah. And that was that was a big-time key to Leicester's success last year was they fouled a lot, mm-hmm. well, a lot, a lot. And there was always a lot of shirt pulling going on in the box and they got away with it yesterday and boom, you know, they got to win. Yeah. Don't you feel like it usually is like that though? In the beginning of a season, when the referees have gotten some new directives, they're going to call everything. And then, you know, we're about halfway through. They're like, meh, whatever. Yeah. Same no, old, that same happens old. in every, that happens in every sport for everything. There's always the crackdown on rules and people say, well, how's, you know, like when in hockey where it's like, you're going to, you're going to focus on this or in basketball when it's the offensive fouls and everybody goes, God, this is awful. Like, are they really going to call games this tight in the playoffs? And it's like, no, because by then everything will have calmed down and, and they won't be. And players adjust, refs adjust, and this and that. So, yeah, it is kind of that. that it, We're four months into the season almost. The refs are going to start to loosen up. Yeah. So I saw you tweeted out a little welcoming to uh, Vardy and Morris during this game. Uh, this was basically the first time they really showed up for Leicester during the season. It was the first time that uh, Jamie, that Riyad Mahrez assisted on a Jamie Vardy goal since February when they played Liverpool. Wow. Ten wow. months. <laughs> Boy, that is an illustrative statistic right there. <laughs> but it also just goes to show you how like overrated Vardy was last year. He, he really kind of stopped scoring. At the, at the, uh, well, he stopped scoring in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if it's that he's overrated. I think that no, maybe but it was, it's that he's it one was, dimensional. He's one dimensional, and he had this aura about him that started to become like a false narrative. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it was a false narrative, but he still broke Van Nistelrooy's record. You know, it was, right. <laughs> it was very real for a short time, but then, you know, the. The magic wore off when people figured it's, out that he's he kind scored of a his goals on, He scored his goals on getting behind the defense and um, on getting behind the defense and on penalties. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the rest was Riyad Mahrez just doing Mahrez things. And uh, when you remember that stretch where they just kept winning games, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, it was rarely Jamie Vardy who got that one goal. Yeah. But, I, I mean, we talked about this a lot last year, but, I mean, that's also – you know, the hallmark of a champion is that you have goals coming up from all over your team sheet, you know, and they from who's to, to king to drink striker, water. Though, to support your yeah, main exactly. striker. If your main striker's not scoring, you're, you're going to be exactly where Leicester find you, yeah. where Leicester find themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they moved up to 14th place now. They got 16 points in 15 games, and they take on Bournemouth. Or yeah, Bournemouth, and they suffered a three to two loss on the road against Burnley. Not really sure how much we can read into that. I Burnley sort of jumped out at them. They got a two nothing lead within sixteen minutes. 
Yeah, that would be similar to Leicester jumping out in their game against City. Yeah. I mean, it was Burnley at Turf Moor. Yes. Yeah. What do you expect to happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Bournemouth right now, they're loss, win, loss, win, loss. So going by that, they'll take a win. <laughs> noted. Yes. That's noted. Yep. I'm not going to... I'm a little skeptical before I start taking advice from Seb. Hey, <laughs> oh. That is noted, though. Mm-hmm. I'm only 17 points behind you. Only. Yeah, only. that's that is one fewer point than Bournemouth has picked up in the table. Hmm? <laughs> mm-hmm. Then we got Everton against yeah. Arsenal. Arsenal took a three to one win over Stoke. I called that game right on the nose. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, 3-1 win for the Gunners, whereas Everton suffered a 3-2 loss to Watford on the road. Uh, let's start with Arsenal, though. Walcott, Ötzil, and Nivobi with the goals for them. How do you feel like they played in this one? Well, I think... Yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah, when they fell behind there, Charlie Adams scored on a penalty kick. Um, you sort of got the feeling like, mm, well, this could actually end up... You know, being one of those games where they drop points. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a soft penalty, but I mean, I think that that's that's the biggest thing is like you go down one nil at home, and then and you know, yet worse, Mustafi went off with injury. But I did say that you know, if Hector Bellerin comes back, I'm going to be very happy. And lo and behold, he had the assist for the first goal to Walcott, and you know, from that point on, I think that we just we really made our quality tell and. Ertzel is just in fantastic form. It is he's he's definitely playing his best football that we've seen him play at the Emirates, and he's played some damn good football previously. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this I think that Mustafi's absence is going to be a big blow. I mean, I think that the question is how well can Gabriel acquit himself, but you know he's been in the team for a while. I'm uh, I'm a little nervous about it, but to be honest, we're scoring so many goals at this point that. Yeah, if we keep failing to keep clean sheets, you know, uh, if we can knock in three goals per game, then that's, you know, three ones just fine. Yeah, no one keeps clean sheets anymore anyway because no one can defend. It's a, that's not, I'm not even saying that to be like facetious or anything. I'm, yeah. Uh, it, no one can defend anymore because nobody has center backs. Mm. The quality of center backs, not in the Premier League, but around the world is just, it's, Nowhere near as high as it was ten years ago. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, we saw. I mean, we saw a lot of goals this weekend. A lot of goals. It's a lot of fun to see. It was fast and furious. One team did manage to hold a clean sheet on Saturday. Never Swansea. Yeah, Bobby Mr. Bradley. Bob. Mr. Yeah. Bob. Mr. Bob. Do you know what? He's already falling into. The same tactics that he used as the U.S. manager, and I don't know how excited I am about that. <laughs> He's, if you notice, it was kind of like, all right, everybody's going to defend, and I'm just going to let Gilfi, uh, uh, if, if that's how you pronounce the name. Gilfi. 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 I'm going to let Gilfi run around and try to make things happen. And... That's kind of that, you know. That's what he did with the U.S. It was a very rigid, like defend the counter, and when we do have the ball, find Donovan or Dempsey and let them run around and make something happen. It's the same thing for Swansea. It's defend counter, let Jovi roam free. 
Well, that doesn't sound too different from, you know, West Ham and Dimitri Payet. And right now, Swansea are sitting above West Ham who are in the relegation zone. So That's true. Mm-hmm. Although, actually, is the speaking of that game, is that game finished? If they've gotten that point, then they've jumped above Swansea. Nope, nope. Uh, we're in the final minute of stoppage time. Okay. Right. So <laughs> by the time you listen to this, <laughs> the game will be over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still a good win for Swansea. Yes. Uh, let's get back on track, though. Everton, that 3-2 defeat to Watford. That's a tough one. Um, they got two goals from Lukaku, but that was not enough. And really, they're in pretty awful form right now, Everton. No, they were in awful form a while ago. They're just still in that awful form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no win since match day 10 when they took a 2 nothing win over West Ham. Yeah, I mean, and when Lukaku scored, I really thought that they might end up doing it, but all credit to Watford in that game, though. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get to our predictions later, but even though it is at Goodison Park, I don't know. Watford, though, they got that win, and they're going to travel to the Etihad and take on Manchester City. This is a good game for City to try to like bounce back after getting snubbed on the nose by Leicester. Well, why do you say that? No, I'm I'm asking you if it is. And I'm asking you why, like you know what, why, like wouldn't you be saying that if if Liverpool were coming to town? No. So why are you saying <laughs> that for Watford? Because I don't rank Watford as high as I rank Liverpool. Yeah. Well, when Middlesbrough came to town, was that like a good game for Liverpool for Man City to get back onto the winning ways? It should have been. All right. Well, maybe Watford will be the same way. It's not so much who City are playing; it's how City play against anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think their total domination possession football suits? It's going to fare better against Watford than it did against Leicester. Or Watford as lethal on the counters. They're not as lethal, but the question... But also one of the reasons City had the ball um, for so much and in such dangerous places was because Leicester was really content to let them have it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if Sunderland are going to play that kind of way. You know, Sunderland, obviously City are going to have more of the ball, but... Are someone going to be okay with them having it? Or are they going to put pressure on them? This, that. Also, so many times, City got the ball like the uh, at the top of the box ish, and they would just shoot it. I don't know, six inches wide. It almost looked like they were doing it on purpose. The amount of chances that they just hit just wide from a, a spot where you really had to try to hit it wide. And if they continue to finish like that, then yeah, it'll be a long day for them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Polly, your thoughts on City? Or uh, I just Elliot? Keep... I know, I'm sorry, <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> I think that, you know, I, at this point, I've, I, I've been very hesitant to, to totally say this so far, but, and, and he's still got time, right? Pep still has time, but you know, what we said might happen, what, you know, Paulie was pushing for before the beginning of the season, that 
Pep is going to find it much harder in the Premier League than he has being the, you know, not just the biggest fish, but a fish so big that there are hardly any other fish in the pond in the Bundesliga. And the parody in this league is something we talk about week in, week out. It's what makes it the best league in the world. And, you know, he's having some growing pains. I, I think that his stature as manager means that he's going to stick around. But, you know, if City finish fifth, there are a lot of other managers who would be out the door after one season. But because Pep Guardiola is Pep Guardiola, he's going to probably get to stick around a little longer. But, you know, he, he we have not seen a Manchester City that looked truly like a title contender since, I don't know, early October, maybe September. And since the God, first that's... half of the Manchester Derby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since then it's been, it's been downhill. Yeah. And boy, that's, that sounds like a certain team that I know of in North London that tends to choke in the early winter months, but I, you know, they, they shall remain nameless because yeah. they're not right now. <laughs> mm. Then another game we'll talk about, that's Middlesbrough against Liverpool. Uh, Middlesbrough suffered a one nothing defeat on the road against Southampton, whereas Liverpool got a 2-2 draw at home against West Ham. That game just finished up here. So, if you're Liverpool, first and foremost, what are your thoughts about the game they just played against West Ham? They're missing Coutinho. It's starting to become obvious. Yeah. And they're missing a proper goalkeeper. Well, that too, but that's more been like a that's been something that they could have addressed four times by now. Yeah, yeah. They had last summer, they had last winter, they had this time. Okay, three times. You know, that's not you know that's not new. That's not that they had a proper goalkeeper and he got hurt. It's just like they they chose they made this bed and now Mm. they have to lie. (laughs) Not as bad as City having a proper goalkeeper and then sending him on loan. Right, to bring in a not proper goalkeeper. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Loris Karius, just, he's not getting it done. It wouldn't surprise me if he even gets benched here after his performance against West Ham. Um, yeah, Origo and Lalana scored for Liverpool, we should say that. Um, but, you know, an away trip to... And Lalana scored right away. Mm-hmm. Went yep. right in and scored. Yep. Away trip to Middlesbrough. Hmm? We'll we'll see how they fare. Uh, Middlesbrough still on, you know, pretty much on pace. They slid down to 16th place, but they have 15 points. That's a tough one though, because Middlesbrough don't. I mean, do they score really? They do, but no, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. But Liverpool can't, you know, can see. Well, Middlesbrough they scored a goal against Hull. Uh... Yeah. But at 13 goals in 15 games, they are the least effective side going forward. Oh, okay. But Liverpool can't keep a clean sheet. No. I mean, if, if anything, Middlesbrough have been pretty good defensively. They've only allowed 16 goals, which is not bad for being in 16th place. They, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Because, I mean, I mean the, they, the teams around them are all way above 20. Almost, yeah. Some, some Many of them nearly 30. double. Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, there's they've they've the most goals they've given up in a game is three, mm. and that was in September. And you'll never guess who did it. Don't look it up. Who did it? I mean, you have to guess. I'm not gonna guess. 
I mean, if Seb guessed, he'd be wrong, but what else is new? It was Everton. Mm. Mm. Lukaku score, I'm assuming. Uh, he had one. He, <laughs> he had, had one. He put in the go. third. He yeah. put in the third. Okay. In the stoppage time of the first half. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're they're fine defensively, but they've also, you know, the corollary of that is that they've scored fewer goals than anybody else in the entire league. Yeah, they could. At the same point, like, who do you bring in at this? You know, let's say they so go shopping in general. So what you guys are trying to tell me is one of the reasons that my fantasy team is so bad is because I still have Negredo on it. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I actually I subbed out Lukaku this weekend. And now he scored twice, so you're welcome. He's still lost. Whatever. Okay, let's head in. I brought in Alexis Sanchez, and he, so obviously uh, Theo Walcott scored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let's head over to our predictions here. Let's start with Bournemouth against Leicester. Like how much can we read into Leicester's win over City? That they're ready to play. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still, it's to take every game at one time. It's, you have to look at Leicester the same way that Leicester looked at last season, which was don't worry about the fact that we have to play City, Liverpool, and Arsenal in three consecutive weeks. It's this week we're playing City, and let's focus on that. And then next week it's, all right, let's focus on Liverpool. And then the, the week after that, it was let's focus on Arsenal. So for them, it's, okay, we beat City, and now it's you're going to have to play a different game against Bournemouth, and you got to focus on that, and mm. you have two days to get ready for it. Yeah. I, I'll think they ride the momentum wave here, pick up a second straight win. 2-1 Leicester. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that, that that seems very possible, but I just... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still not sold on Leicester, and I feel like they're gonna, they're gonna have a harder time in this. Mm, uh, let's go one-one draw. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just more so. I'm more sold on on a Bournemouth doing. You know, coming. You know, they they fared well at a not easy place to play, and now they come home to the friendly confines of the Vitality Stadium, where they will be. Full of life, as the name suggests. Boo. I think I'm very punny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unless there might have trouble with that, I'm going to go 2 2. I'll say both teams score and both teams concede and both teams get points. Mm. It's the holiday season. We're giving. Yeah, I'm not sure we're going to see as many goals as we did this weekend, though. Uh, Everton against Arsenal. Yeah, I mean you can't really go against Arsenal here. I don't. I didn't really. Yeah, but see... this is when Arsenal start to crumble. Yeah, but I didn't really see anything from Everton that sort of just as I didn't see anything from Leicester heading into this weekend. Um, so, I mean, sure that might be a sign, but now Arsenal three-one. <laughs> two-one uh, Arsenal. See, like, you guys, you only look at, well, what has this team done, and they haven't done anything to uh, 
They haven't done anything to make me think that they might do it. Well, first of all, as we saw with Leicester, these things happen suddenly. It's not like Leicester played a good second half last week and we were like, oh, they're going to build on that. And and uh, I think now they're ready to take on the big, bad Manchester City. These things, they happen suddenly. You get a manager who overlooks his opponent a little bit. Uh, you get the right situation with the home team and this and that. And, you know, sometimes things just happen. And having said all that, uh, I tried to predict when Arsenal were going to Arsenal last week. And this week, I'm just going to ride the train and go 3 0. <laughs> but it's not because I don't think Everton can do it. It's just I yeah. think Arsenal are playing really well and I need to figure out how to stop them. Yeah. I mean, so. I'm. <laughs> I'm an Arsenal supporter, so I expect us to potentially, like, there's a non-zero chance that we draw every game. <laughs> I, I go well, in thinking that. On, on Friday, I went to work early Friday morning, and I, I looked up the odds for all these games, and I, and I looked and I went, ooh, this looks tasty. Arsenal, Watford, and what was the third team that I picked? Arsenal, Watford. Crap, let me look this up for a quick second. Some other team that scored three goals. Um, Arsenal, Watford, Burnley. And I said, that parlay plays, pays out 11 to 1. And I was like, and that's going to hit. Because I'm, I'm Burnley at home, Watford at home, Everton are terrible, Arsenal are at home to Stoke. I was like, easy, 11 to 1, that's going to be good. And then I had a talk with my friend who's an Arsenal fan, and we both just convinced ourselves that you know, Ars- this was the this was the game where Arsenal was finally going to implode. And he was like, it's already starting to happen. He's like, we got an injury. He goes, we have Wenger talking about Ozil and Sanchez's contracts and how we can, we're still good without them. He goes, it's starting to happen. He goes, Stoke always play us well. And I somehow ended up not betting it and losing out on all that money. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is just, you know, it's what happens. But I, right now I think Arsenal are playing really well. And let me start picking them because the only way to get a team to start losing is for me to jump on their bandwagon. Oh, there we go. Well, then we got Middlesbrough against Liverpool. Heading into the Wednesday games here. Mm. I'm going to be boring and say a 1-1. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just, I, Seb, I'm nervous picking alongside you, but that seems right to me just because Liverpool, Liverpool without Coutinho don't seem like a cohesive team yet. And they also can't keep clean sheets, but Middlesbrough don't score much. So yeah, 1-1. One, one. I just, this is the week, just because of the fact that, like, you know, for the most part, all season we have we haven't had midweek games yet this year, right? Mm-hmm. No, we've had the month, the Friday and Mondays, but I don't think we've done Tuesday, Wednesday. Right. So this is where it starts. This is where you really start to test out the other teams because the other games were like League Cup matches, where you know they didn't have to bring the bring the bring the force. This is where this is a game where. Liverpool have a lot of not so um, depth would be the wrong word to use. They have a lot of young guys that if they if they decided to play one here or there, so maybe like you know make two changes to the team and bring in two young kids, they're not really 
they have a lot of guys that they don't need to hand out a debut to. It would be a league debut, but a lot of these guys have played FA Cup matches, league cup matches, because remember, Liverpool had so many matches last year that they have a lot of guys that have two or three games of experience under their belt. So when these games start getting fast and furious, Liverpool are more built for that than Middlesbrough, and it's going to affect the whole league. This is the December midweek fixture is usually where you start to see weird things. I think that's when Southampton put the four nil up on Arsenal last year. Was that, or was that on Boxing Day? Don't remember on top of my head. I I think it was Boxing Day. All right, whatever. Same same point is this is when we get to start seeing some weird things, um, but I do think Liverpool will do enough. So I'll just I'll I'll throw two one to them, even though I think it'll be more. But it's an away game, so we'll play conservative. Then Sunderland against Chelsea. Chelsea coming off a one and nothing win here on Sunday against West Brom. A beautiful goal by Diego Costa. Uh, West Brom, West Brom, they they played a good game, but Chelsea managed to find a winner at the end there. Well, that's because Chelsea's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're on a roll. I mean, but Sunderland are good too. Are playing good. Playing. Yeah, they lost to Swansea. Yeah, they lost three nothing to Swansea, and I mean Chelsea just on a. F- roll here nine straight wins Chelsea two nil oh, <laughs> uh, I'll give them four goals four nil Chelsea I'll take the happy medium and take three because David Moyes has never really beaten a big four team except for that one time he beat Arsenal as United manager then we got Crystal Palace against Manchester United. United picked up a win here over Tottenham, one nothing. Hendrik Mkhitaryan with the goal and the injury. And the injury. Yeah, we'll see how how bad it is. Palace coming off a three three draw on the road against Hull. Mm. Now nah, United win two to one. Ah. Two wins in a row. Mm-hmm. Yep. Getting How spoiled. about that? No, I'm. I'm even gonna give De Gea a clean sheet. Two nil United. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Two wins in a row. I mean, look, the only guy that's making things happen isn't gonna play. And we all saw the game today. I assume. Mm-hmm. I assume Seb watched it, and I think Elliot did. Yeah, they looked good. They looked good today, but it's the same thing. It's concerning that you can look so good like six weeks in a row and only have like five goals to show for it. Yeah. Uh, it, you just they keep pummeling keepers with shots, but again, it's like, oh, that was a thunderbolt from Pogba right into the chest of Warriors. Like They're taking really good-looking shots, but they're coming from 30 yards out or 20 yards out, and they're going right into the goalkeeper's chest. There's still there's no tap-ins. There's no, oh, Zlatan finishing off that easy play because someone set him up for an easy goal. There's there's nobody setting up anybody for an easy goal. It's it's uh, Zlatan could have had an easy goal today. Mkhitaryan chose to shoot it himself, and that was how they scored. Yeah. Uh, Pogba gets a free kick. He rattles it off the bar. Eventually, it's going to catch up to you when you're just not actually finishing any of these chances because you're making th- – th- 
they're, they're because of the skill of these players, they're making really bad chances look like good ones. But they're not actually getting good chances. And I think Crystal Palace, who they drew this game nil-nil last year at, at Selhurst Park. Uh, I'll go 1-1 because right now playing United is like, it's like Oprah, points for everyone. <laughs> then West Brom at home to Swansea. So... I don't think I don't think we can give one one Bradley another win <laughs> one one. Uh, I think Elliot and I are going to go the same thing here. Yeah, maybe one nil, but West Brom. Oh, we're not. I'm going two one. Ah, to the to the Bromwich of Albion, mm-hmm. of Western Albion. <laughs> Manchester City, they're at home to Watford. Do you think Guardiola is actually going to do his homework on his next opponent? <laughs> I mean, he he, I, he must have looked at that scattering report and listened and said, like, meh, I don't give a flying F. Right. No, that's what it is. You're dealing... Look, He's the arrogant. managers in Manchester. The managers in Manchester are, are egomaniacs. They think... They, it's, to them, it's not about picking out your opponent's weakness. It's about... We're going to play the way we play, and we're going to beat everybody doing it because my system has to be considered the best in the world. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, they both win European trophies this year. And hopefully, City don't finish finish in the top four so we can knock whoever in fourth place out of the Champions League. Do you really want to see City win the Champions League? Only if that situation happens. And only if it's Tottenham just because how much of their fans like – bitch about the Europa League and, and they're all like we need to get out of the Europa League so that we can concentrate on the league and I would love to see them concentrate on the league finish fourth and not make the Champions League okay. uh, they're going to win against Watford though uh, it's going to be 2 nothing. no 2-1 to one. they can't no yeah 2-1 to one. I I agree they're not going to keep a clean sheet but I think they're going to knock 3 past them 3-1 to one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Elliot here, 3-1. Hopefully the city train rolls, which means, you know, hopefully hopefully they get that draw. It was funny because my friend this morning said, like, oh, he's an Arsenal fan. He was like, we need to get the heck out of the FA Cup. He's like, I can't believe we drew Preston. Like, I was hoping we'd lose in the third round of the FA Cup and just get out of that tournament as fast as possible. And my other friend who's an Arsenal fan put him in his place so quickly, it made me proud that for him to just be like, no, you idiot, like, we need those matches, like you know, it will be and uh, what's his face, El Nenny, and you know all the all the fringe guys. He goes, you know, we need them to just stay match sharp. Like you need the FA Cup, and I was like, and the FA Cup's not a burden because it's still you're only playing once a week. Mm-hmm. It's not like the League Cup or the Europa League where you're thrusting more midweek matches in. As long as you're taking care of business and win your games without drawing them, the FA Cup's not an added burden. Mm-hmm. And we got West Ham against Burnley. Ah, uh, boy. At the London Stadium. Yeah. You think Burnley can get their first away win? They could. They if, could. if they're going to do it anywhere, that's where they do it. Yeah. <sighs> well, Stadium of Light could also have been a contender. Not against New Sunderland. <laughs> uh, West Ham, I... West Ham still look shaky at the back, though. Yeah, they, they totally do. 
they did get a point against Liverpool, but no, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll give it to Burnley. Um, one and nothing, Burnley. On a real scrapper of a goal, too. I think I'm gonna give it to West Ham, two one. So now I have the power to either hand a win to West Ham or make things interesting. Just make things but, interesting. One one. No, because then that's handing it to that's handing the game to Elliot. <laughs> that literally means Burn, uh, West Ham would win two one, to the one. I actually think Burnley. I'll go two one, but to Burnley. Uh huh. I think this is the week to do it, Burns. Then Stoke against Southampton. Hmm. Southampton, they beat Middlesbrough one nothing. Stoke, they weren't at their best against Arsenal, but ah, this is a draw, scoreless draw. Uh, I nah I man Southampton though I think I I I think Stoke are gonna do it one nil. Damn it! You took my thing. <laughs> one nil to Stoke because you don't bet against Stoke on midweek home games. Midweek yeah. night games. Yep. Then last game is Tottenham against Hull. This one could definitely have goals in it. Oh, yeah. from one side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's four nothing Spurs. Woo boy. Um nah. Three no. I'm only giving them three goals. Ah, I was doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, three no. Because also Tottenham will rotate the team a bit. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, there you have it. That's our little roundup slash preview of match day fifteen going into match day sixteen. So personally, do you like the tight schedule or no? No, I love it. We're now in the stretch where we have midweek games in one form or another from every week now until March. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Assuming that assumes that assumes that some people will draw FA Cup matches. Mm -hmm. So because factored into those weeks are some FA Cup replays, but I assume teams will draw in the FA Cup. But yeah, we got like this week, then, you know, Boxing Day and that whole week, and eventually you get the League Cup, and then the FA Cup replays, and the League Cup again, and then some more FA Cup replays, and then the Champions League starts back up, <laughs> and then Leicester fall off the pace because they're focusing on the Champions League yeah, exclusively it's like, again. It's, it's just it's it's matches on matches on matches. Yeah, mm, sounds like good stuff. I like the tight schedule because you know what? It's not hurting my national team. <laughs> only hurting England. <laughs> yeah, our national team can hurt themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our national team will give out its player of the year award to Josie Altador, who uh I don't know if you caught this, but 
he didn't play in the biggest tournament that the national team competed in this year. <laughs> and we actually went further because of that. Uh, oh, did you see that uh, Michael Bradley missed a penalty in the MLS Cup final shootout last night? Yep. Missed a penalty. I mean, my friend, I actually was looking down at it when I when he when he took it, and my friend went, "That might have been the worst penalty I've ever seen." I know. And and I, I was like, I was like, "Well, wait a minute. You never, you didn't see Dimitar Berbatov miss a penalty against Everton in the FA Cup semifinal." And then I watched Bradley's, and I was like, "Oh, actually, that's up there." Yeah. As soon as he stepped up, I was just like, he's going to miss. He's just, he has, he's playing with no confidence at all. And I mean, if, if we, if we don't mind spending five minutes, can we talk about how bad that game was? Okay. It was awful. It was, and I, I watched it with a bunch of friends and they were all trying to be like, well, the second half was a little better. I'm like, eh, maybe a little bit, but on the I mean, whole, I, I watched like, it and I was like, I was like, look, I'm, I'm under no illusions here of what I'm about to see, but I was like, I'm pretty sure this game is probably going to be. Uh, more entertaining today than the United Tottenham game will be tomorrow because I just assumed that would be another slop fest, which I was dead wrong about and dead wrong about the MLS final. And, like, Seattle didn't even take a shot on goal, so somewhere on the line, Arsene Wenger is like, see, I told you it was possible. Um, (laughs) But, again, they're playing an away game for the title. It's What incentive did Seattle even have to attack? Yeah. I mean, that's uh, although like, that's a flaw in the system. The the best the best moment of the match was Fry's save on Josie's header, which is one of the oh. best saves I've seen. You know, yeah, that was that was that fantastic. Was so. it's a flawed system, and I, I I mean I get my friend brought it up today. It was like, you know, like they used to have them at neutral sites, and nobody showed up because, you know, if the game's in Kansas City, like what do they care about Seattle and? Toronto for how many of the Seattle and Toronto fans are going to travel Seattle's probably not the best example because they have one of the most passionate fan bases uh in the country so their fans probably would travel but you know if 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 you do it at a neutral site anybody if you don't get one of the best fan bases nobody's going to show up the problem is is that you then do it it's a home game for Toronto and Seattle comes in and what incentive do they have to get forward and throw men forward and attack when they could sit back muck up the game, play for penalties, win the trophy. Yeah. I mean I think that if they're gonna if they're not gonna play at a neutral location, then I know this is anathema to American sports culture, but they should have a two legged final. That's right. Ex- exactly. And that, oh my God, would people go nuts if they did that. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh my God. Can you imagine if somebody won the final on away goals? Oh, that would be well, horrible. I mean, that's the thing is that if, but it's, it's possible guys, believe me, it's, it can be done. You could play a two legged final without an away goal tiebreaker. Oh my God. You, it's, it's possible, but you know. Yeah. But the, the, but again, if you do that, if you do that, you're giving a significant advantage to the team that's, that plays the home second. And it's the same thing as you could just sit, sit back, muck it up, wait for penalties. Yeah, but, well, I mean, although I guess the worst-case scenario is that then you end up with not just 90, but 180 minutes of what we saw last right, night. Right, but, but it might not be that. Maybe maybe you play the first leg in Seattle, and, and it's back and forth, and it ends 2-2. But then Seattle, if, if there's no away goal, Seattle has no incentive to go into Toronto and try to get those goals. Yeah, I mean, I just, I uh, in the last analysis, I think it should be played at a neutral location. But, you know... 
Don Garber loves his money, and he's oh, and Don in charge Garber, of running a business. Don Garber so. coming on at halftime and telling me that the age of the designated players is getting lower while his league is about to sign Bastian Schweinsteiger. Yeah. And, next, and next year, they're going to sign Zlatan. And it's like, Don, stop pissing on my leg and telling me that it's raining. Yeah. <laughs> mm. this, uh, is, this is why, Don, like, you are the reason that snobs like me who only watch European soccer because we think we are above the MLS, this is why we won't even give the MLS a chance because you're going to do things like that. Yeah. That was your final thoughts. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to go into mine real quick here. And um, after the win today, Jose Mourinho thought it was a good idea to dedicate the win to Maran Fellini. Did he really? I want to dedicate. Wait, yeah. I want to dedicate this victory to Fellini because he deserves it. Mourinho told Sky Sports in the last match. It was him that was involved in the loss of two points. And that's why I want to make it clear that he's an important player for me. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I liked his <laughs> FU sub when he brought on Fellini for 30 seconds. Yeah. It was like, oh, we have a free kick. I'll bring on Fellini now because the odds of him screwing this up are significantly oh, low. That, and... that would have been... Oof. Just imagine doing that two weeks in a row. Ooh. I'm not going to lie. Like Over the last five minutes, I was... I was sitting there and I was just like, guys, I was like to my friend who's a Spurs fan, I was like, if you tie this up, I'm just going to laugh. I was like, I was like, I was like, for, we deserve it for not putting more than a goal past you. Like, like teach this team to attack. And oh, yeah. yep. we want some more goals. Even when they win, even when they win and look good doing it, they're frustrating. Yep. With that, we'll say goodbye. As always, you can follow us, us on Twitter. I'm Sevnor and Polly's P Quistel WFAN and Elliot is Keats was better and give FanRex Sports a follow as well, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.